Promo Insiders, a podcast from Counselor Magazine that explores the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Rubo for Counselor. During these days of COVID-19, we can all use an injection of positive inspiration. That's just what my guest today, Julie Woodall, has for you. Julie is owner of Promotion Perfection powered by Halo. Despite the immense business challenges posed by the pandemic, Julie has carved out a path to success in 2020. And what's encouraging, she spread the wealth helping to guide other promo sales professionals around the country to their own sales victories. For that feat, she earned the nickname The Rainmaker. How's Julie done it? Listen on to find out. All right, Julie. So let's first off, thank you so much for um for being with us today. Um, I kind of mentioned in the intro that you know you're you're having a a year that's kind of bucking the trend, uh, the downward trend of the industry. How how are your sales doing this year? My sales are better than they were last year. And last year I had the best sales of my entire career. And I've been in this industry since 1990. Oh, I'm okay. about $10,000 ahead of last year at the same time. And only one half of a percentage point margin below the markup that I was writing last year. So not only are, not only are sales up, your, your margins have essentially held steady as well, which is another remarkable thing given everything that's going on. Exactly, exactly. And I foresee for the rest of the year, margins ending up pretty much at the same time of where they are, what with people burning budget and holiday selling. Okay, well, good. That's that's fantastic to hear. Um, so that's all positive stuff. I think the real thing we want to dig into, right, is how did you get there? Um, you know, I think there was a pivot to selling PPE in there that, that, that might be interesting to talk about. Exactly. So one of my clients is a home helper agency. And she called me in a panic because they couldn't get any masks. And she said, can you get masks? And I had just done research on masks. My husband is a printer and Mm -hmm. he couldn't get masks. Their supply chain had completely dried up because those suppliers, they're not medical supply houses. Mm -hmm. They're um, uh, property supply houses. They sell everything, screws and masks and you name it. They sell everything. So they only stock a couple of cases because they're only selling a box here and a box there. Well, as soon as the pandemic hit, somebody cleaned every single one of those warehouses out. They, they even took it off of their website. They really? weren't even showing it on their website because they couldn't field the phone calls that were coming in for people wanting to desperately buy those masks. So they just completely took them down and weren't selling them at all, weren't even offering them. And so when my husband said, hey, can you get me some masks? And I got him some masks. Mm-hmm. And then my client said, hey, can you get me some masks? And I got her some masks. I thought, you know what? All right, the home helpers needed them because the um, the uh, senior senior citizens living centers weren't letting them in without a mask. Yeah, and so then I was like, well, they've got to have other people who have to get in that won't have access to masks, like plumbers or electricians or carpet people. You know, just the people that come into their facility. So Mm -hmm. I googled senior living centers near me, and I called them. And if you're going to get past a gatekeeper on a phone call like that, you have to call with a certain level of confidence. You can't be like, "Um, hi, my name is Julie. Who's the person who does the this or the that? You can't do that. You're not going to get past any gatekeeper doing that. So I would just call and I'd go, hey, it's Julie from Halo. I need to talk to supply chain. And that's it. That's all I would say. And then that person would think, oh, well, she just said Julie from Halo. She didn't say Julie Woodall from Halo. Right. so she must be in contact with them already. There must be a relationship there just by the way I said right. it. You sound established already. Yep. Exactly. So yep. then they would put me through the supply chain and then I would introduce myself formally to that person who I never spoke to before in my life. And I would say, hi, 
listen, um, I've got this customer who needed masks and I'm local. I'm, I'm just right down the road from you. If you need masks, I can supply them because I've got them landed and on the ground. And that was the critical thing because people were trying to get masks. But at that point, if they weren't already on U.S. soil, it was going to be six weeks or eight weeks before those masks came in because they were on literally a slow boat from China. They were on the ocean, but it was taking forever to get here. And then when they started airing them all in, the airports were backed up with trucks coming in and loading. It, it was just it was a massive upheaval and there was no real system in place to get all of this stuff into the United States fast. So unless you had landed product, you weren't going to be able to sell it. So now fast forward to my zoom group. Um, my zoom group is um, a, a group of people that halo put together right when the pandemic first hit because yeah. they wanted to be able to have somebody from the Texas area talked to somebody from the Midwest and talked to somebody on the East Coast and the West Coast. And so it was a group of nine of us that were completely from all these different regions in the country. And we really hit it off. On that first meeting, literally everybody was like dejected and just sitting there. And like it was, you know, posture was just down and, and the mood was down. We were so unsure of what was going to happen. And literally all of our sales had instantly dried up because, you know, universities just froze their budgets. Sports teams weren't playing sports. Um, if you were in hospitality, there was nothing happening. So mm -hmm. all of these people instantly lost all of their income in one week and they were desperate and upset. Um, come in and you know this is now our second week on the meeting and everybody is like this and all sad and it was just we were all depressed and the group leader went around and said so hey Howard how's your week and Howard was like it was crap mm -hmm. and everybody was going around and I was I'm like oh my god I can't wait till they get to me I can't wait till they get to yeah. me yeah so you're ecstatic because you had figured something right? out yeah. I had I had a fifteen thousand dollar um week and that was only Wednesday morning and the, nobody was selling anything. And I was selling a case of masks, you know, a thousand masks at a time. And and I had only just begun. Mm -hmm. And so um, to me, and I'm like, this awesome opportunity. And I started explaining what I did. And I said, you guys can do this locally because we're not competition to each other. You know, um, Chrissy's going to do hers down south. Shauna's going to do hers in Texas. I mean, it's going to be your own local people. And I gave them the information of where they needed to get the masks and off we went. Okay. So, and, and on that, maybe let's stop there for a second. Um, how were you able to uh, secure, um, you know, you know, product at such a tough time? Um, I just got lucky that a contact gave me the name of somebody who had masks okay. and I got in touch with them and said, give me pricing. And mm -hmm. at that point they hadn't started gouging on masks. So my price was reasonable. It was okay. not out of reach or, or unreasonable. And I was not selling the N95s because you couldn't get those. Sure. Yeah. I was just selling your basic three ply disposable. Okay. Um, yeah. So that right, was so you had that. Now, now, um, what was the particular prospecting approach that you advised them? What was the, the strategy that you said, hey, you know, fellow Halo folks, this is what you should be doing in your area. Do this. It's working for me. Yep. I said, Google home health care facilities, Google senior living centers. Mm -hmm. in my area. And when you call them, I explained, you know, how to get past the gatekeeper. And mm -hmm. I said, do 
um, when you talk to them, make sure that you stress to them that you are local because Mm -hmm. they're not going to trust you if you're just somebody from wherever. Sure. But if you say like, hi, you know, I'm in Menominee Falls and you're a quarter of a mile away from me. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, and or I tell them the name of the streets that I that intersect. I'm like, this okay. is where I'm located. Yeah. And they, they're like, oh, well, this person is local. There is a level of trust that that established. And that's what I told them to do. Just call all your local people and police departments mm-hmm. because police departments had to have masks for people to walk in. Um, I sold 10,000 masks that first week to the local police department. You really? Okay, wow. And this was all just from recognizing that opportunity based on what your husband's work experience was. You said, my word, I, 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 there's a huge need for this and I'm going to step in to fill it. I got to, I sell, I got to sell something. This is going to be it. Right. But then it expanded because mm-hmm. then I went, oh, well, these places are also going to need hand sanitizer. And so I started saying to them, stock up on your hand sanitizer. Too bad toilet paper wasn't part of our industry because yeah. I told them to stock up on toilet paper too. <laughs> um, but floor stickers, distancing stickers, I contacted them. So each week, uh, my group, my Zoom group would get together and I would have like another thing. Guys, you got to sell hand sanitizer. Guys, you got to sell distancing stickers. You got to um, do charging cables and webcam covers because now all these people are working from home. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, lip balm and hand lotion because everybody's washing their hands so much. And lip balm because they're all wearing masks and they're just not used to it. Breath mints because people are like, oh, my God, this mask stinks. And it's like, sure, dude, sure. it's not the mask. It's your breath. It's you. yeah. Right? <laughs> it's not the mask. And then um, neck gaiters. You know, you had to search out which were good ones. And um, the little hook that you use to open up doors or touch buttons, um, door hangers, because all these people were working at home and you put a door hanger on, you know, mommy can't be interrupted now, stuff like that. I mean, these were all um, really like not obvious things, but they Mm -hmm. became obvious once you were aware of them. Then you were like, yes, I can sell that. Once you were in that one, it it started with the masks and then just recognizing the need as time went on you said oh well we have a product for that we have a product for that and kind of it it snowballed in a good way exactly exactly and then it got to stuff like the people needed to make their um clients happy at home Mm -hmm. and and their co-workers happy at home and their employees happy at home you know a mouse pad that you can sanitize Mm -hmm. um drinkware is huge and at the time now this was probably june by now that i was selling that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and i found out that um you can get certification um to get my master certification through asi at no charge through the end of the year and i'm like i have some extra time on my hands because i'm not making calls business is weird you know i i my day isn't taken up with driving so i buckled down and i got my masters okay congratulations um, and one of the things that I found when I got my master's is that I was taking a lot of safety classes mm-hmm. and those safety classes were huge because now I could take that knowledge that I acquired and apply it to my client, like mm-hmm. telling her that you may be working from home now, but when you go back to work, you're going to have to have drinkware for all of your employees because you're not going to be able to use your kitchen. They're right. going to have yeah. to bring in their own stuff. So you're going to need a tumbler 
and you're going to need a thermos that they can bring into work every day because they're going to have to bring in their own beverages and they're not going to have a community refrigerator to use. Right. And now that everybody has the same drinkware, what are you going to do? You got to personalize it because if they don't have a personalization on it and Sally, Biff and Jim all set their drinks down next to each other, they're like, well, wait, who's, who's is who's? You know, so now you've got to have personalization on it. Mm-hmm. And I went to my drinkware people and I said, hey, um, what can we do about personalizations on drinkware? And all of a sudden that exploded. That, all, okay. okay. Everybody was offering personalizations on drinkware and, and stuff. And it just literally took off. Um, one of the things I learned in one of my classes is that bumpy mail is way more successful than mm-hmm. any other kind of mailable thing. So I started researching who does bumpy mail and, you know, all these different factories came up. I'm not sure. Am I supposed to like name who those factories are? Or keep yeah, that? you can, if you'd oh, like to. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like TechWeld. TechWeld has all of these fabulous, like a webcam cover that comes on a beautiful romance card. Mm-hmm. And, okay. you know, the client can tell their story that that story that they aren't able to do via FaceTime with their client anymore. They can now put on this card and put the card in the mail. And um, I did uh, quarantine kits. I sent out a survey monkey to all of my customers and said, hey, um, answer these questions for a prize. And it was basically, I needed to get their home address. And so they provided that data to me. And then I gave them a quarantine kit with fairy tale brownies, a big soft blanket. And I branded the blanket and said, this is for your coworkers for when they need to be quiet. And um, I put in the fairy tale brownies, this is for the office manager only. Mm-hmm. And I knew which one of my clients had kids. And so I would put like the game house trap in there. So the kids yeah. would have something to keep them busy. And I really thought about what is their day now? How is their day changed? And how can, what can I give them to make it better? Uh, in July, I did a self promo where I literally wrapped phone soap up as Christmas presents. And my husband has a classic 66 red Mustang. He played Santa and drove me around. And I delivered Christmas in July. They loved it. Okay. And now they're all ordering phone soap because they see the value in that. They're using it. I I love how you have used promo. You've used promotional products to to sell the products. You you know, you kind of, through your self-promotions, you're showing them in action, right? And that's, and so people are seeing the proof of why these things work and are good. Absolutely. And I always tell my customers, you have to market yourself harder when business is down. It's Mm -hmm. easy to do when business is flush because the money is coming in and you're able to spend it. But the time that you really need to market yourself is when your business is down. So you get those customers thinking about you in every way, shape or form. So I was doing stuff like giving them good drinkware. So every day, my tumbler is the one that they'd reach for because I gave them the best one out there. Mm -hmm. And they were using the phone soap every time they came home. They put their phone in their credit card, their keys, their jewelry. They were using it all the time. Mm-hmm. So they saw, well, I'm using this all the time. Mm-hmm. My customer is going to use it all the time. Uh, that's what I'm going to give. Yeah, that's what you're doing. That's uh, it's per uh, it's, it's it's perfect. Hearing kind of the the theme you're saying is, you just it, 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 when when sales dropped off a shelf. You, you pivoted and you adapted as you know and and you kind of met that need and then you just through every through every turn of this whole the pandemic you were finding different needs that that clients had at that moment and then and then providing them so whether it was masks to start with 
to now much more traditional promotional products to um, you know back to office type stuff, whatever it might be, you are always finding what that need of the moment was. Is that is that a good way to put it? That's a perfect assessment. And by showing them that I'm spending my marketing dollars on them and there's a value in it and they became to value me about it, that is what would parallel if they were doing the same thing with their customers. All right. And let's look at, let's jump back to the, to the Zoom group, because the, um, as I understand it, you, you still continue to meet uh, weekly uh, via Zoom um, with your, with your um, uh, Halo colleagues. And you, as I understand it, continue to share the, the strategies that, that are working for you. Um, how has that impacted those, those colleague sales? Have they taken that and run with it? Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the PPE was pivotal for everybody in the group. Everybody was selling PPE at the time. And because they were doing that, then they branched out. The um, the people that work with teams approached the teams to do masks with team logos on it and mm -hmm. things like that. So they each adapted their um, client needs to what the group was saying in general. And we came up with something that sparked it. And it was like a snowball going downhill. My idea sparked somebody else's and then they'd come in with an idea we literally have met every single Wednesday since the pandemic started without fail. And we've become very close. Mm -hmm. um, there's a relationship built there. Like the next time that I see, well, the first time that I see any one of those people, it's going to be like running slow motion through the airport <laughs> to run right. and hug each other because I absolutely adore these people. We feed off of each other. We've now taken a step further with, instead of it just being, Hey, this is what I'm selling. Now we're bringing in vendors mm -hmm. to our meetings that can help us, like um, bringing in um, an outside source for journal books that can do completely custom things. We never would have found that if it wasn't for Tom. Um, sure. And it's just there's so many different things that we're doing. Plus, we have the added advantage of um, bringing in um, reps mm -hmm. to do meetings. So okay. we're getting a sales meeting where the, the rep is showing us this and this and this and talking about how to sell it. Mm -hmm. So we're not, we haven't stopped educating ourselves on how to sell. And I think that is one of the things that COVID has really, really ruined is that you learn how to sell a product. I can't sell this mouse pad or mouse until you teach me what are the points about it that are fabulous and why I should sell it. And so I take that knowledge and I give it to my clients, but without those meetings, that just wasn't happening. Well, we're bringing in, and then when you've got a group of people, the questions start coming and they ask stuff that I wouldn't think to ask. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning so much more from it's, these meetings. It's incredible because what, what we're hearing is, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that that were, were understandably dejected by the, by the state of things this year. And it's, and your approach has kind of been, the opposite of that it's been to hey i'm going to keep marketing myself i'm not going to i'm not going to go into a bubble hey i'm not going to um i'm not going to insist on selling something that's not selling right now even if that's what that person or that client purchased last year i'm going to find what they need now and sell it i'm also going to keep myself so I'll be a better resource for, for for clients and and then really importantly you're you're collaborating with with these other people you're not saying you're not saying hey i have to do it all you're get, getting inspiration and ideas from from a group of colleagues that you trust. So it, it just seems like if you're going to make a success of 2020, you, you've kind of hit all the big points. I agree with your assessment completely. And 
um, the benefit to that is I'm staying relevant in my client's eyes. And because I did that early data mining to get their addresses now, I mean, my marketing budget is eaten up with freight. Um, I see a product that I think they want and I'm shipping it to their house. And I'm sending them the quote via email and say, look for something special going to arrive on your doorstep. Here it is. And then they're buying it. It's been awesome. It's brilliant. Brilliant. So which kind of leads up to what would be my my last question here? Kind of looking ahead, you've you've made a success of an incredibly difficult year. Um, How do you plan to continue it in in, in 2021? What's going to be your, your approach? Well, in 2021... Um, in 2020, I learned um, how to uh, make a very successful cold call. Mm-hmm. And those people that were buying PPE from me, I became a trusted source for them. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to take that a step further and approach those people and say, hey, I came to your rescue at a time that you really needed me. Mm-hmm. Let me come to your rescue again. Mm-hmm. And so um, cold calling is the thing that salespeople hate the most because yeah. You have a very low success rate at it most of the time. I had a very high success rate at it because of PPE, and there was a need that I was filling. And now I am no longer an unknown entity to them. Mm -hmm. So my 2021 is going to be taken up with finding out, I'm giving you PPE, I'm giving you masks, I'm giving you gaiters, I'm giving you gloves. What else can I give you to make you a success how can I learn more about your business so that I can be the one that brings things to you, brings ideas to you? So you're not asking me, Julie, I need help. Can you do this? I'm coming to you and say, I've got something that's going to make your job easier or your life better or your clients more successful. And that's really, I think, what 2021 is going to be is um, investing more time into the new people that I've discovered. It's it's brilliant. Building out those relationships, right, is something we always talk about as being a successful stra- sales strategy. You want to make sure that you're providing as much as you absolutely can for, for your clients, especially the ones with bigger budgets. And that sounds like that's exactly what you're going to be doing uh, next year. And I have no doubt, given what you've done with 2020, that, it, that next year is going to be a success for you, too. Thank you. All right, Julie. Well, thank you so much for, for, for joining us today. I, I, I hope that um, everybody listening take some some inspiration from uh from from julie and some knowledge that it's it's possible despite the challenges to have um to have success uh even in these difficult times so julie thank you so much for sharing your story you're welcome if i can say one last thing if you are down um and on your sales people now is the time to get that education put those letters after your name it's it's the best time to do it. And that tells your customers also something that if even in a time where there's no growth, there's growth for me and you're yeah. going to benefit. Very well said. All right, Julie. Well, th- thank you again so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.